0: Hey everyone, this is DJ. And this is Ish. And this is Season 5 of Pero Let Me Tell You.
1: Now, today we have with us a woman who I think defines the word multi-hyphenate, you know, singer, TV personality, host, children's book author, es ella hasta está en real estate. Like, she does everything, okay? And on top of all that, lately, she makes motherhood look like the most enjoyable experience to be going through. We have with us today Amara La Negra. Thank you so much for joining us, Amara.
2: Hi, my love. Super excited to be here with you guys. Thank you so much for all the love and support. And thank you for for following up. I'm sure you've been watching my social medias and my photo shoots and all these things I be trying to do. You already know.
1: Girl, listen, I have to say, like, you are one of those people who makes it, like, makes me want to go out and get pregnant. Like, you Ah! you look like you are having such a great, like, experience with it. I mean, it just, you exude joy. La verdad que it just comes through.
2: I también, you know, gracias, thank you so much. You know that this is something new for me, Um you know, I'm learning. I'm learning in the process, I'm a little bit nervous, a little bit excited. I have all types of mixed emotions, but I guess is you know, it's part of it.
1: No, absolutely. Yeah. But you know what I think is great, and one of the reasons I I, I can't wait to see you continue into motherhood is because, you know, I wouldn't say you're one of the first examples of, of Afro-Latinidad, but I think you are definitely one of the first examples that maybe in recent-ish history, we noticed yes. that you were like, I, I'm i I'm Afro-Latina. This is what this means. This is what it is. And so you are leading that charge and, and these girls are are definitely going to grow up with a hell of a role model. So, I mean, how, how did, it sounds like a weird question, but like, how did that start for you in terms of like you know yo nobody knows like I'm I, like I'm talking another language here for some reason like wh- how did this you know come about that you were like no 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 I got I gotta I gotta stand up and you know and and be who I am.
2: Well, actually, um, so I was born black, and um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> so it started in the womb. Always, okay, <laughs> exactly.
2: So I've always known this. However. It wasn't, um, to like, I was like in, I don't know, the ending of middle school, you know, eighth grade, ninth grade. I really started paying attention to Black History Month and really starting to pay attention to um, my history, my ancestors, where I come from, what it means to be black in not just the United States, but what it means to be black in this world, um, the way that you are perceived, just overall, you know, it was one of those journeys, one of those process that really made me focus and admire the fact that I need to be able to do something to make a difference. Como, no sé, but I felt it in my heart and my spirit que it was my job, it was my duty to do something to make a difference. And long story short, I've been an activist for many, many years, but the thing was that it wasn't until Love and Hip Hop, right, mm-hmm. gave right. me a platform where I was able to publicly air the issues that were happening in my community and the issues that were happening not just in my community, but overall, the things that you know people don't really talk about, that's really what what made people notice me more in the activism world, right? right. So that's what it was. But I've always been passionate about you know defender mi raza, defender where I come from, who I am, um, and even now I always said that one day my children will be black and. If I don't use my platform to make a difference, then they too will continue to suffer the same consequences, which I haven't been able to, de hacer un cambio drástico, but I feel proud to know that I have been one of the most outspoken activists of this generation.
1: Well, no, yeah, everybody's got to yeah. start somewhere. I mean...
0: That, no, that's something I've always really admired about you because... The, you know, being Afro-Latino is something we've talked about a lot on the show, but, you know, Ishmael and I are two white Latin guys, so we don't want to take up that space to talk about somebody else's experience, and 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 as Ish said, you've been very vocal about that. I remember a few years back, you had an interview on The Breakfast Club, which I'm a huge fan of that show, and I remember that, like, the, the term Afro, Afro-Latino was, like, a term that a lot of people don't, like, I, I don't know what happens, that they just have difficulty understanding, and and what it what do you think it is? Do you think it is that a lot of times people have a reckoning that you could be two things at once? You know, you could be very proud of you know being Latin and very proud of of being somebody black of color. You know, what do you think it is that people like have such a like thing about that term?
2: I think that in this country specifically, we have a custom. Uh, each other and society has kind of forced us into understanding and learning or feeling as if you have to be in a certain category. That's why there's so many boxes to checklist, you know? Um, So it's like, if you're white, then you're white. And if you're black, then you're black. And if you're Latino and and it's like, wait, but I am more than one, you know, is that, is that okay? And people feel like, no, but if you're this and you can't be that, you have to pick one. And it's like, no. There's a lot of us that we have the best of both worlds, you know, Mm -hmm. and um, and I just think is that people always feel the need to figure out how to categorize you. You know, they just want to find where is it that you belong? You you can't be we're not a union. We're all divided in some way. So that's why I think exactly. So that's why I feel that sometimes it becomes difficult for certain people to understand um, that I am multiple things, and it shouldn't even be an issue. And I never even knew that there was so much ignorance when it came to that topic.
1: Is that crazy? Yeah. That like yeah, it, yeah. It, it, like hello. Of course you can. You know, of course you can. You can be more than one thing. Like let's. <laughs> I mean, da by- vergüenza.
0: Well, we keep hearing the term that being Latin is not a monolith. That it's not a monolith. That you know we come in all colors and shades, and some of the some of us are blonde, some of us are black, some of, you know like it, different that. But I I think that in practice, a lot of people still struggle with it. But um, but yeah, as I said, we really appreciate that you have been like such an activist and such a voice for that. But taking it back a little bit, um, and doing a research in in for our interview because since you sort of like exploded on the scene with love and hip-hop um i actually love the fact and i and thinking back on it I, I remember that you were on salo gigante mm-hmm. it, uh, tell us about that because that salo gigante was such a big part of like you know a, growing up in a latin household how was that experience um
2: bueno like very latina very cha-cha of uh, girl you know uh, growing up my mom always has gigante. On Sundays, the house always smelled like sazón. And um, we used to clean, that how we do now. It was like echando uh, cubetazos de agua on the floor <laughs> and, you know, listening to Merengue, Yoni Ventura, and Mili Quezado, Gatañón. Like, yes. I, I grew up very, very Latina. Um, and I obviously knew that, you know, the American side of me came out more when I had to go to school, right? But um, and my mom saw that I was very talented and I used to tell her all the time, I was like, and my mom always thought it was cute because, you know, it's like kids talking. But um, I am so grateful to the fact that she supported me, that... Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> I'm so grateful that she supported me, that she didn't tell me no, that she actually ended up even getting extra jobs just so that I could wow. um, be able to go to singing classes and dancing classes and continue pursuing my dreams. And uh, they did an audition in so Gigante para El, el tang Infantil, which is the segment that they have for children. I went I first won Miss Chiquitica, and after that, Don Francisco invited me to be part of El Clan Infantil. I ended up being there for six years every Saturday, so I grew up in Univision. Wow. Then from there, I became a background dancer for Primero Nuestro, Latin Grammy, anything that had to do with Univision. Um, Quiero Ser Estrella back then, La Liga Contra el Cancer, many things. I did commercials for Disney. I did many, many things. Uh, later on in life, I also worked as a TV host in a program that was called Atacunquitao. I've worked on radio with Enrique Santos as a radio host. I've done many things to be where I am today. And um, I still believe and know that there's still so much more in me.
1: Yeah, but that's that hustle. That's that, that's that hustle yeah. that, that I think, you know, it, there's a Latino hustle, but then you want to add that Miami hustle to it, right? Because, I mean, yeah. one of the things I love about you, on the top of all the other things we love about you, is how unabashedly Miami you are about it all you know you you were just like you're a miami girl you know and it and it comes out when you open your mouth the same way it comes out when we open ours you know and and i gotta tell you i just love how you wear that on your sleeve
2: i know thank you so much and and it's also i always have to give credit uh to the fact that when you come from immigrant parents you know that you see the hustle the grind Mm -hmm. all the things that they had to do to get here to provide and give us a better future. Or even when you go back home to the island and you see how your family lives and the things that, you know, that they currently go through and wish that they could have, and to know that you have all those possibilities and not take advantage of it, I think is so selfish. So um, I think that that my hustle and my grind also comes from there. Well,
0: Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. And, uh, and being, you know, being, as Ish said, you know, unapologetically Miami and, you know, your career is taking you around the world, um, what do you think is like the biggest sort of like either misconception or, you know, yeah, misconception that people have about Miami? Because I feel that I'm, I'm always having to explain to people the reality of Miami. <laughs>
2: Well, I don't know. I I think that a lot of people, especially if you're not from here, they think Miami, they think South Beach, they think Party City, they think, um, you know, uh, I don't know. They just think that everything here is about party and stuff like that. Um, And I don't necessarily see it that way because I think that Miami overall is just so big. Um, You know, that's when people come here. I'm like, have you been to Hialeah? Okay, have you been to La Calle Ocho yet? Like have you been to Design District, which is obviously the design district has become very popular as well during art basel and things like that. But you know, I think that Miami has so much history, it has so much flavor, it has some it's so versatile in culture. I think there's so many places where you can hear different music and try different foods and hear different accents and there's just so much here. Um, and the one thing that I also love about Miami is that it's a more Americanized version of the Caribbean. It's one of the only cities for me, right, personally, that I feel that is the closest thing to being in Puerto Rico, Cuba, Colombia, República Dominicana, or, or anywhere else, because I have muchos Latinos aquí. So you feel kind of at home and, you know, it's still Americanized, but you kind of still feel at home.
1: That's a very valid statement. I think everybody who resides in Miami would definitely agree with you. Uh, So let's talk a little bit about your, your talk show with Fuse. It's Don't Cancel Me which nobody in their right mind would. I think anybody who's going to cancel <laughs> you is insane because you are just I mean you're 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 quick, you're smart, you're charming, you're you know, you're funny. So how did that come about, you know, because you what I another thing that I just think is fantastic is you've been able to go back and forth between your gigs with Univision where you're hosting and you also do English language and I feel you have this natural ease between the two languages. And again, as two Miami boys, we relate to, we get. But I think many people maybe just don't even understand how you may favor one over the other, you know, in terms of language. But you, you sure don't.
2: Yeah, I'm so grateful also that my mom forced me, even though I hated it for a very long time, to speak Spanish, to learn Spanish, to to learn how to write it, how to read it. Um, Because it happens a lot, you know, when you come here to the stage or when you're born here, you may lose that. But my mom made sure to inculcar me so the best that she could and thanks to that yeah thanks to that i've been able to actually be able to work in both markets i'm very grateful for that i plan on doing the same thing with my children i am going to force it in them whether you like it or not you'll think you'll thank me later in life um so definitely you know to be honest my mom's been in this country for like 30 years and her english still is terrible Yes. Um, my, my, so mo- my mother
1: has been in this country for 50 years and it's still it's still Mahomeno so uh, yes
2: Mahomeno I, I, yeah. Mahomeno but you know you know what does that where does your mom live? in Huechete exactly <laughs> so if you're here in Miami my mom's favorite place to be is in Hialeah so mm-hmm. if you're here it's like it's hard for you to pick up on you know the English I guess it's not as it's not as helpful Listen,
0: I, I I hear what you're saying because I have a seven year old and he did not speak a word of English until he started uh preschool and he used to talk like una vieja like in Spanish. And and it was so funny because you know they pick up on the sayings that like yeah. uh, Day and um, you know once they start school they learn english in like a week um, but it's important because they're always going to go through that phase where they're like oh spanish isn't cool Ugh. but then they, they already know it and they have that background so yeah
2: yeah most definitely and that's why um for anybody that's listening if you have the possibilities of learning spanish or learning another language go for it if you have a child That um, you know, you may still not know Spanish very well, but you know that you can take them to classes, or you know Rosetta Stone it, or whatever movies, TV, anything, music. No excuses. No excuses. Figure out a way because sometimes it seems like oh, it's so tough, but at the at the long run, you know they'll be so grateful and it's so beneficial for them.
0: Yeah. So so I you know as I said at the beginning you're 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 pregnant, you know, congratulations again. Thank um, you. So but you're still running your empire. So tell us what um what what are you currently working on? What can we expect next from you? What what what's in the works?
2: All right, so I currently have my amazing TV show, Don't Cancel Me on yeah. Fuse. Um, the last episode will be now February 2nd, which I'm so sad, pero, Um, this is the last episode of this season. Hopefully, we'll have more yeah. seasons coming up soon. So definitely stay tuned for Don't Cancel Me. Go follow us on Don't Cancel Me on Instagram and on Twitter, and check us out on Fuse as well, Fuse TV on Instagram. Yeah. Then I have my podcast, Exactly Amara, on iHeartRadio. Thanks to Michael Duda Podcast Network, we come out every Thursday. So that's another platform that's uncensored, unfiltered, just real honest, transparent. So it's super cool, a super cool podcast. Um, I'm currently getting ready to start part two of season four of Love and Hip Hop Miami, even while pregnant. So you guys (laughs) get some exclusive stuff in there. I also have my second edition of my children's book, Amaditas way available on Barnes and nobles and so on Amazon.com. So cute. Thank you. It's on Spanish, English, and in French. Wow. And then on top of that, I too, um, like you said before, you know, I also am into real estate. Go check me out at Amada Airbnb, Amada Airbnb on Instagram. Um, I'm always looking for ways to learn, to grow, to invest my money, to think of generational wealth. Um, you know, to find different sources of income besides my music and what I do. And then after that, eventually, you know, I want to get back into my music. So I stay pretty busy.
0: Pero mujer, when do you sleep? Okay, so are you
2: (laughs) going to, are you going to schedule in the birth? Like, are you going to be honest? In my perfect world, I would have even recorded my birth too. But unfortunately, (laughs) because of COVID, they won't let me. Pero sí, um... I'm trying to go back to work like a month later and people are like, Deja que tu tengas a dos niña. you know, things are going to change for you, which is probably true. Yeah. yeah. Um, so let's see. But if it would be up to me, I'm ready.
1: Can I just say something the other day on Instagram, you posted uh, a picture of La Cuna and I thought it uh-huh. was a was really, it was beautiful Cuna and whatever. And I think you mentioned that you're like, yeah, it's a crib. And then it turns into a bed and whatever. And, in my mind, I was like, that's the Latina in her who's looking at something. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, esto es lindo, pero para los seis meses que van a estar, no, no, no. Tengo que buscar algo that's going to go a little longer and, you know, be be smart with my investment. Exactly. I was like, that's the Latina in her. And I, I I loved every second of just those like 10 words of that, that comment.
2: No, so for sure. And also, realistically, I want to give a special shout out to all the single mothers out there. Now that I have to go through this journey on my own, thank God that I have my mother here yes. with me. But you have to think about, you know, ways of financially saving up a little bit because no son una, son dos sí. at the same time. It's <laughs> doble lo yeah. pamper, doble la leche, doble la ropa, doble everything, yeah. uh, which is a blessing. Pero como quiera, you know, you have to think further ahead. And I think that that's definitely the Latina in me too. There's always looking like, you know, further ahead in life. what What is it going to be like?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it that, you know, despite, you know, all your success and, you know, and all that, like we we've we've interviewed a few people already on the podcast that have been you know very successful that are from miami and Ish and i always say the same thing and this extends to you it's like it doesn't matter how successful they are and how worldly they uh, worldly they become like when you talk to them you feel like you're oh this is this is amada from like miami like hello like (laughs) you know we probably went to high school with her like you you, there's a commonality you know that it doesn't matter where your life takes you you always feel at home speaking to somebody from like miami
2: yeah, I think that the the humility is something In my case, you know, just staying humble overall, I think is the most important thing. I think that um, growing up in Salo Gigante and being able to see la Cruz or león like the biggest artists you can think of, yeah. right, uh, see them in their most in their highest state, but also remaining humble, kind of I kind of kept that with me. Yeah, they said that could be good and it could be bad because people like to see the bougie part of you, and people like to see you doing the most, and people like to see you being sometimes a little spank because it gives you that celebrity energy, but in my case, I'm not really like that. You'll you'll see bien sencilla. I'm like the super coolest girl. Like, no vamos a comer un pan con en la carreta. Like, we could go to Nobu and be real bougie. Like, I'm just real chill in they back.
1: Well, now I'm hungry, so thanks for that. I want to banko mistake. But you know, I, Amara, thank you again for, for, you know, taking time again. Like you literally just went through all the stuff you're working on. So to say you're busy is like the definition of understatement. But you're you're the type of, of person that when when we see you succeed and we see you continuing to achieve. It really does make us proud as two hometown Miami boys, you know, to see somebody like you use your platform, continue to hustle, continue to work, and just always maintain that that groundedness. It speaks volumes to not just who you are, but I'm going to go ahead and, and say it speaks volumes also to who your mother is because that shows you were raised right. And,
0: and
2: I mean. you know, just
0: thank you for that.
2: I know, thank you, thank you so much I'm so grateful to hear that, I really appreciate that
0: Yeah, yeah. and and as we told you before the interview started we we always had like when our podcast started, you know, and like we nobody knew us. It's like, who are you? You know, obviously we had a we had a list of dream guests that we wanted to have on, and you were always on that list because of again who you are, what you represent. And and we're so happy to have you on season five um of our show. And and I mean we're we're super um like we feel very humbled to have you on because again, you represent, you know, Miami and our people so well. So thank you, thank you, thank you.
2: Yeah. No, thank you for having me. Yes, I mean anything that you need from a girl, I'm always here. Thank you for the love and support.
1: Okay, great. Uh, all right, bueno. Um I just honestly I can't wait to see the post where you have the girls limpiando con cubeta
2: I know, I know, me too. I'm so excited. I can't wait to meet them already.
1: All right, bueno, amor, thank you so much again for taking time and and you know, hopefully one day we can do this in person.
2: Most definitely, I'd love okay. that.
0: All the best. And congrats again.
2: Okay, Thank
1: you, Besito. Hey, Ciao. Pero Let Me Tell You is co-hosted by Darian Borges and Ismailiano, produced by Ismailiano, And our theme, Pero Let Me Tell You Freestyle, is composed by Michael Angelo Lomlaplex, the official gay guy. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes.